0: Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? Well, 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 Boston. Whether you're on, whether you're on your way, I I screwed up the show intro already. What a fool I am. What I was trying to say was, whether you're on your way to a packy in Stoughton or a barbecue down the Cape, or you're just stuck in traffic at some godforsaken stretch of Route Two. Dude, it's okay, because now you're listening to the Boston Podcast, the podcast that brings you the personalities and professionals of your town, the stories you want to hear, and you always get a little something, something that's either going to brighten your day or help you do something maybe a little better, make your life a little bit easier. That's what we think. We hope you agree. And today, I have a great guest on my show. She is the founder of Wise Trading Technologies and... Just an awesome person all around. I can't wait to tell you more about her, but I just want to say to her to say hello. It's Rohana Wise.
2: I What's did. up? Hi, Dave.
0: Now, some people may remember you from a Pod 617 production known as Get Wise, in which you talked about your company. That was cool. We kind of did a little mini-season talking about what you do. And you're not here today to talk about that, but I want to make sure that you get uh, proper plugs of what you do so in a nutshell tell us what wise trading technologies is all about
2: yeah we have a software platform that manages currency risk for investors investment managers that see
0: i never had my elevator speech down that's succinctly. That was awesome. My, I, When I was a financial advisor, I was always dancing around. Well, I manage money the, the, when the retirement of the savings of the... Uh, forget it. I quit. I'm going well, you, to work at Home Depot.
2: Usually that's enough for people to check out when I say currency risk. Yeah. So.
0: So And, and if they don't know what currency risk is, <laughs> then you don't really care to talk about them anyway, right? Like, what's the difference? So we are the, the reason why Rohana is here specifically today is because we are launching this segment... Great new segment on the show called The Podcast Police. Rohana is a podcast aficionado, devotee, Indeed. enthusiast. Sometimes I feel like every time we see each other, and Rohana is a good friend, by the way, full disclaimer, um, every time I see you, you have this look in your eye like I need to tell you about this new <laughs> podcast, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And I'm 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 so excited to talk about this. And I have to say, I took you know Dave gave me this assignment and told me to pick three to five podcasts. And I took this assignment very very seriously.
0: I told you to pick three to five, and you picked six.
2: I couldn't. It was so (laughs) hard. (laughs) So
0: well, you can always save some for the next time you're here. But without further ado, here we go with the podcast police. So on the podcast police, what we do is we pick out podcasts that you should know about. The really cool ones that are occupying your time in the car or at the gym or the beach or wherever the heck you are. And then we also pick up little lessons on how to do good podcasting. In other words, look at the way they did this or that or what have you. But podcasts are addictive. And so you're going to have a treat of of picking up when you want to hear what we're always asking each other. What should I be binging? What should I be binging? You should be binging podcasts. You're listening to one right now, so I assume you know what they are. Uh, when do you listen to them, by the way?
2: I mean, all day, every day.
0: Like I, whether you're in the car or w- at home or while anything. I'm working, what what? It's like just constantly <laughs> that's multitasking. My, I know
2: it's it's, it's a little <laughs> insane.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's get right to it. Rahana has picked out five. She is our podcast correspondence. and but correspondent. Yikes! First day with a new mouth today. Um, By the way, none of these podcasts are produced by our company here, the Boston Podcast Network. But while I have the opportunity and while you're listening, let me take a break just to tell you about what we do here. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you are a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should be... You should have your voice heard. You should be doing something, people. How about coming here to our studios at 617 in Westwood? A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally. You're literally in their head. This is the correct use of the word literally, people. Stop using it the other way. Stop using it for its opposite meaning. (sighs) That was not the point of this live read what i was trying to say was pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show that's what you do you invite them on their show and then they get all impressed and they want to do business with you and then they tell their friends and their network about your podcast because they were on it go to pod617.com to start planning be part of the pod revolution pod617.com in pod we trust which one do you want to talk about first row um, we got them listed on the board, but I'm not going to reveal them. You want to uh, talk about that for, right from the top?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I what all of these have in common mm-hmm. is that after listening to them, I was like, wow, I have a lot more knowledge and information than I had before I listened to that. So there's um, all of these are either about uh, history or some kind of crime or um, not fiction.
0: Yeah, you don't have... Um, Doug, oh, I forget the comedian, but there's a comedian named Doug and he's got a podcast called Getting Doug with High and he just, he gets high and he talks about movies.
2: That's, I don't know if right. that's not on your right. list. Right, that's, I'm not, I'm <laughs> not familiar with that one. So yeah, not. they,
0: all of your picks have crossover to either real world stories or um, politics or history, which is cool. And I like that. I like Feeling like I'm, uh, you know, a little bit smarter at the yes, end of a podcast. I, I, well, you know? so
2: I'll start. I'll start with Slow Burn, and Slow Burn actually has two episode, two seasons. Excuse me. One is about Watergate, and the other is about the Clinton-Lewinsky affair. Mm-hmm. And what I found really fascinating about listening to the second season was that I lived through that. Like I yeah. was, I was consuming that news day to day, and I was really surprised to be so sucked into to a series where I was learning so much.
0: Let's listen to the trailer of uh, season two for Slow Burn.
1: How much do you know
0: about the scandal that got Bill Clinton impeached?
2: Monica Lewinsky is under the microscope, Bill Clinton
1: is under siege, and the White House is trying to contain the damage.
0: Maybe you know the basics. The media... That Clinton's presidency came to a screeching halt amid a storm of accusations <laughs> involving screeching sex, halt. power, and partisan warfare. But if you're like most people, you only have a grasp on the vague outlines of what happened.
1: I did not have sexual relations
0: with that woman.
2: This vast right-wing conspiracy.
0: You're not sure how it all goes together. The real estate deal years ago in Arkansas has somehow wound up dealing with the president's sex life. Or why things broke the way they did.
1: If it turns out to be true, it could be the end of Clinton's presidency. Please
0: tell me there's not too much about Whitewater. Well, well, there's some
2: about Whitewater because it's it's relevant.
0: Mm -hmm. We'll listen to a little more.
1: This is surreal.
0: <laughs> I'm Leon Nafok, the host of the Slate podcast, Slow Burn. Last year, we brought you the story of Watergate. Over eight episodes, we took you through the fall of Richard Nixon, the way it felt at the time, back when no one knew it. Uh, yeah, we it was know about season one. We're going to talk about season two. Now we're getting ready to do it again. Oh, here we go this time with the impeachment of Bill Clinton.
1: Drama, denial, and damage control. This really is a salacious, and prurient
2: story.
0: From sex at the White House to a trial for political life. It is absolutely staggering
1: that the fate of the most powerful man on the planet... That's Charles the
0: Krauthammer, of the, the conservative columnist and the, the, the last voice you heard. So this is cool for me for the same reason you said it, because I remember, and so I haven't listened to this podcast but as I was telling you before we started recording, there's an A and E documentary called The Clinton Affair, which I imagine is kind of similar in content. But tell me more because, in like before I saw that uh, doc and before I started like rethinking about Clinton, I kind of thought I knew what I needed to know. You know, the guy um, he, he got impeached, which is uh at the time was like horribly confusing because i thought when he was impeached that meant he's no longer the president of course that's not the case there's a vote after that blah 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 um but he got busted with you know the word came out through that um very interesting looking person linda tripp that he had been with an intern in the white house scandal 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 he survives sort of everybody still thinks he's a little bit of a slime end of story But 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 there's more, right? Well, and
2: I will say one of the best episodes of that season is a very long interview with Linda Tripp, Mm -hmm. which is really cool.
0: Oh, that's interesting because the doc I saw didn't have Linda Tripp. So she, so
2: I don't know how he managed to, you know, but she she really opened up and she was, and it was. I don't think I'd ever, I'd never really heard her speak. Mm -hmm. But it also is super interesting on the backdrop of today's political environment of of like the guy got impeached for denying an affair <laughs> under oath. And then yeah. it's like, oh, but, you know, so it's interesting to kind of, like, contrast that, and it's a lot of the same players in the government today, so that's that's kind of interesting also.
0: What's the style of this podcast? Is it, we heard the dude's voice. I guess he's the kind of chief reporter or whatever. Is it heavy on interviews, recent interviews, or past footage, or kind of a combo it's of a everything? It's a combo. It yeah.
2: is. No, it's recent interviews, though. I mean, it's, a, uh, and it's...
0: yeah. The Linda trip is. How about Monica? Is did they no, interview her? No, they
2: did not interview her. But I do recommend it must have been her some TED talk. deal
0: struck because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. They must have had some deal struck because on the the I keep talking about this doc, which I'll, I'll stop, I promise. But they had Monica, so oh, it was kind of, It was it was really kind of her story more than anyone else's because the Clintons did not speak mm-hmm. the documentary, but she. It's funny. She first of all, she looks great. Monica. She looks like she, she, she looks pretty much like she looked back then. It's stunning to think of how young Gosh, she looks better. What was she? 22? She's 22, 24, 22, really young. Really young. I just think about what an idiot I was at 22. I know
2: a child. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think, um, you know, well, just, she must've really made a decision to come out and tell her story because she does that Ted talk. And then she's doing this, this, uh,
0: yeah. Podcast.
2: But I do think that the Watergate was super interesting also because I didn't really know that story, but I didn't expect to know that story. And right, and I I obsessively followed that Clinton Lewinsky.
0: So what what did your opinion of any any of the players change?
2: No, I mean I always thought like so what like he like why who gives a shit if he you know <laughs> yeah like you can swear and it's that, a podcast, that it's hasn't like, that yeah. hasn't changed you know so like why why is this interesting why is this important why did I you know the because I I was twenty five I was you know just a couple years older than her. Mm-hmm. I remember it was when you're just showing
0: off that you're younger than me.
2: Go on significantly, <laughs> Dave.
0: <laughs> uh, I resemble that remark. So that
2: that uh, that summer of '98 was it was the summer I met my now husband. You mm-hmm. know, so it's it's very memorable. Right. And it was even then I was like, oh, so I, you know, here, you know, it, like not really understanding what was really going on, and you kind of as you. Grow and you follow politics for a long time, you really see just like how ugly it is and how the warfare and yeah, and what's really behind that because nobody really gave a shit, yeah, that she gave him a blowjob.
0: Well, you, you shouldn't, but I think some people did, but <coughs> but yeah, what what they ugh, it was such a mess. And it, unfortunately, it sort of echoes into the future, meaning with so much in politics, it's not about the actual actions or it, crime it, or misdeeds, it's just people taking sides, it's you know, right?
2: It's like beside the point, and yeah, it's, it's something that. The 25-year-old in me really didn't get. And Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the reason it was like, oh, that's what was going on. Because I was always just like, why does everybody care about this? Like, go back to your business.
0: Yeah, to me, even at the time, I was sort of grown up enough to say, um, you know, he lied. But everyone's like, he's lied. He's a liar. He lied under oath. He deserves to be thrown out of office. I say, well, first of all, it was like a half lie. Okay, you want to call it a lie? It's a lie. But what is he lying about? He's lying about something that you know 95 percent of all men would lie about and the five percent that don't lie about it probably like regret it (laughs) you know he he thought the best way to handle it i mean think of the position that the dude is in you know he can either admit to getting a blowjob and all of a sudden become the most uh humiliated president in history probably Which, which he became right um or he can try to you know, follow his lawyer's advice and kind of snake through this. It didn't work very well. It didn't. Yeah, but uh, one thing I picked up from the the <laughs> here I go mentioning the documentary again. We're talking about Slow Burn, the podcast. Please <laughs> listen to Slow Burn, the podcast. Uh, we have no affiliation with them. You're but, welcome,
2: Leon. Nafak. But
0: you're welcome, <laughs> Leon. Yeah, uh, come on this podcast. We'll we'll shoot the breeze with you. But he, um, uh, I don't know if he paints the same picture as the doc, um, Monica. It was. After, even to this day, keep saying, "I, you know, I'm so sorry. I made I made a mistake." I mean, she doesn't she doesn't absolve everyone else connected to this thing. Linda Tripp, the president himself, for what happened. But I, all the while, I kept thinking she was only 22. She had a crush on the president. That's no surprise. He was a charming guy, and you know, a little uh, da- a couple dalliances or whatever it was. I, I just. Can't blame that 22-year-old Monica Lewinsky for doing this, right?
2: Oh, not at all. Yeah. And I also, th- I also think in the back, uh, again, like learning about this in the current political setting with with the Me Too movement, which is mm-hmm. something else I could, I mean, like, I have all kinds of mixed feelings about that. Mostly Another not, podcast. Oh, mostly not good. But, right. um. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, not at all.
0: You're not, you're not um, leading the charge of the I Me Too's? am,
2: I am, Me Too movement is a net lose for women.
0: R- oh my goodness. Yeah. We are going to have to do another <laughs> podcast on it, but big act- big net lose. No, but give me give me uh, if you can your brief. Uh, okay, my
2: brief is is, yep. is that men are now afraid of women. So if women had trouble getting mm-hmm. a place at the table before, now we're not invited because men are like, uh, I don't know, like what if I say something and she's offended, and because they don't understand it, and now you're just like even even less in the inner circle. And the reality is the inner circle is men, so yep. you're just even more left out. I just it, it, that, and it also really absolves women of their agency to be like, why are you touching me? I don't like that. <laughs> like, yeah. like these women who are report – they're like, I don't know. I was frozen. I was paralyzed. Like tell them yeah. him, him to get the fuck off of you.
0: Right, and which could happen the other way too just as much. I mean it, it probably not as much just given the way our genders are wired. Like that but is
2: the reality. Yeah,
0: but so – well, I'll go along with that.
2: But in, in this – going back to the Monica Lewinsky, like if that mm-hmm. happened, there would be such a different – view it would be like this is an abuse of power like she would be she would be seen so much more of a victim yeah than she was then
0: yeah in fact there's a there's a clip i don't know if they used it on the podcast but there's a clip of the from the jay leno show from the tonight show where he is doing like a mock, mock like um books that just came out they're all phony and one of them was like it was something as blatant as like how to be a slut by Monica Winsky yeah. Like yeah, they definitely really use the harsh. word slut, and really harsh. like that has not held up well over time. I mean, even at the time, it should have been, um, you know, it should have raised eyebrows. Uh, as as far as I can remember, on the clip, the studio audience just laughed. Like, oh yeah, that's Ugh. the slut. Ha ha ha. Oh my god, you get a uh, a, a dude who's in his late forties, who's the most powerful man in the world, who is you know batting his eyes at you a little bit, and you have a huge crush on this guy, and you talk about that in I mean, in that case, I mean, you know, the the power structure has something to do with it.
2: But it was still consensual. She still... Oh, oh,
0: no question. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact...
2: She doesn't deny her agency to this day. She says, I made a mistake. She doesn't say, I was taken advantage of.
0: Right. That's true. And because it was... You'd have an easy case making, you know, according to the law, you'd have an easy case making a sexual harassment claim for it if she wanted to. In other words, if the sexual advances were... Well, let's just say... If a, a lawyer got his hands on it, they'd say, it's not a good look when you are um, having a sexual relationship that you kept secret with someone that essentially works for you. You're superior. And the only reason why it came up, however, in, in Clinton was she was called as a witness in the Paula Jones case. Now, Paula Jones is, is, is saying back in the past, yes. he, he sexually harassed yes. me. I worked for him. He used that to his advantage to move on me. And so they call Monica
2: She felt victimized Monica Lewinsky fell in love
1: Hi doctor My brother here is pretty sick What's the problem young man? Help I need somebody Okay So what hurts?
0: Well woke up Got out of bed Dragged a comb across my head
1: Uh right Then what happened?
0: You got that something I think you'll understand
1: Is he talking solely in Beatles lyrics?
0: That's right, Doc. It's getting better all the time. It's not, Doc. Ever since he started listening to Get Back to the Beatles with Chachi LaPrette, it's Beatles 24-7. Ah, look at all the lonely people.
1: Get Back to
0: the Beatles? Yes, it's a podcast on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. It took me so long to find out, but I found out. Please stop
1: singing Ticket to Ride. Uh, That was actually from Day Tripper. You too, Doc? Got to admit, I can't wait to log on to pod617.com to hear Back to the Beatles with Chachi LaPrette. I give up. Goodbye. Uh, You say goodbye. I say hello.
0: Let's move to the next one. Can we do more perfect next? Oh,
2: that's really, like, that's... So more perfect is kind of from the concept of the more perfect union yeah. and it follows each episode is It is a great a, title for the podcast. It is a really great. And it's by <laughs> it's, ra- it's by very Radio C- Lab.
0: Very clever. <laughs> we love the Radio Lab guys. Let's take a quick listen to a snippet of a trailer for More Perfect.
2: Hey guys, it's Jad. Uh we have a su- I have a surprise for you.
1: The
0: Honorable the Chief
1: Justice and the Associate Justice We've been working on something. And you might say States. it's supreme. Oh yeah. I felt something go in my chest. The Oval versus Royal Dutch... Determined Republic to strike all the black perspective jurors. One
2: newspaper refers to it as a dark, dank oh, okay. potato home. God save the United States and this honorable court.
1: The question to me is who are today's pirates? And if Hitler isn't a pirate,
2: who is? Charles the decision on Baker versus Carr had essentially
1: caused his stroke. My... A brother found my father going upstairs to get a shotgun. All of the justices on the left and the right are consistently lying to the American people. More Perfect. Stories from the Supreme Court. It drops June 2nd. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: So is that... What's his name? Jad Appen... No, that's... I don't Appen- know. Jad Appen... He has a weird name. I don't know. He's the Radiolab I guy. I mean, my name's Rohana, one- <laughs> right?
2: So I, I should be more sensitive to learning people's names, but I he's, don't know his.
0: He, he's one of the lab guys. <laughs> and lab is, you know, in, it's in the podcast Hall of Fame. Put it there already. They, they're, sure. they're still going strong, right? They, they
2: do. Yeah. I on, uh, oddly, I don't listen to it.
0: Because you've, you're on I, to I new don't, and exciting things. There's anything.
2: just so much out there.
0: So tell us about... Uh, more Perfect. So we heard we heard from the uh, creator of this story. And you know what? You told me about More Perfect, and I did listen to one episode, but it's been a while. I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, so so what, what do they do? Do they take one Supreme Court case and kind of break it down?
2: Yeah, so each episode is one Supreme Court case, and they give the history of the story and, and how it – how and then kind of, all right, what precedent did that set? Why was it important, and what did it impact later? Mm-hmm. So um, it's – and then – so they do that for two seasons, and then the third season is um, about – they take each amendment.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: they don't do an episode for each amendment, but they kind of go through – they say, like, okay, the concept is the United States. We established this constitution, and then it was like, oh, well, it's good, but we need it better. So we – all right, we – you know, there are ten things we miss. so we're going to do the Bill of Rights. And then it's like every so often – we as a country kind of come to the conclusion that like, wait, there's something else we missed and it's still ongoing. So I really mm. love that concept because yeah. it's just, it, I feel like, you know, we have a generation of people who might understand like this is what, you know, the balance of powers and all these things that you just don't think about when they're not, yeah they're really, I, I do, I will tell you, I recommended for my parents this mm-hmm. podcast who are both lawyers and they didn't particularly, the they were like, we're not learning anything. Like, well, yeah, I guess- you already knew it. Like these are people who listen to Supreme Court hearings, like w- the oral arguments. Yeah, on.
0: but you're a smart woman. I'm not. I didn't bring you in here to tell you you're a smart woman today. <laughs> but you are very smart, and and you're. But not, I'm not a
2: lawyer. Eh,
0: yeah, but I mean, so I'm a lawyer, not practicing. I haven't practiced since the mid '90s, if at all. But you know, the the concepts. It's not rocket science, people. But but so but you know, it's good reminder for most. People, yeah. like what? Because the Supreme Court is uh, separate and apart from the two other branches of government. A lot of people don't realize that. So quick civics lesson if, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> and you know what? How, uh, out of the people you meet in society, how many people could name the three branches of government? Do you think well, they all could? If I you mean, had most asked me could? that
2: question one year ago, yeah. I would have said probably most can't. But right. since the Kavanaugh sitch, yeah, right. I, I think that – People, people took an interest and were like, "Wait, that's the judicial branch." That's, I mean, there's so much that's happened over the past couple of years yeah. that's really highlighted that. So I think we probably have a higher level. But yeah. you're. So I mean, you're asking me people I know. Yeah, they know. But eh, we, don't be so sure. We live in Boston. Like we're. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. We we like to think of ourselves as more educated than most. <laughs> I know, but but you, I think people know bits and pieces of things, and they're generally well meaning and everything. But the the not just that there are three branches, that, but that's. That it's important to keep them independent so there's the so I've, i'll finish the little civics lesson executive branch which is the like the, the most obvious example is the president the white house you know the the people that work for us in that capacity there's the um legislate the legislature latest
2: legislative
0: <sighs> i went to law school i should know these things
2: where the yes, legislators were legislative
0: which is which is Congress, Senate and the US House of Representatives. And then the third branch is the judiciary. And the whole point is that they all have to do their jobs independently and they don't get influenced by the other branches. Unfortunately, that never actually works quite like that. However, like with Brett Kavanaugh with the, you know, he's he's a Republican appointee, you know, it'll always be called that way. And the reporting around Supreme Court nomination, uh, you know, processes, it always talks about politics and who's nominating whom, and it's and it's a shame, because on a state level, you know, I worked at Lawyers Weekly for 15 years, and I saw that there were some political appointees, like, of local—so in, in Massachusetts, the governor appoints the judges that sit in Massachusetts, and there definitely is a, a, a political sort of— um, uh, dusting, in other words, when someone gets nominated for a judgeship, you can see that they supported, you know, Paul Salucci's campaign, or Deval Patrick's campaign, whoever's the governor at the time. But, um, uh, but usually the person in, um, nominated is like a lawyer's lawyer, like he's a, like, as we'd say around here, was like, wicked fucking smart, that guy is so fucking smart, like, and, um, like, just people that took their careers really seriously and kind of lined themselves up for this. Kavanaugh kind of did that, but, after we heard everything we heard about him, it's kind of like we could we could have found somebody better, but you know what? We digress. The um, uh, so more perfect is it, it must ring more meaningful given the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing, right?
2: Well, I'll give you an example of one of my favorite episodes, which actually led me to listen. It's gonna yeah. segues into the next one. Okay. good. But um, there was a case by a guy named Batson, mm-hmm. and he was a black gentleman in I. Don't remember the details of this somewhere in the south, sort of predictably, and his jury was chosen, and he ended up suing, saying, you know, I have this all white jury, and I was. This is the episode and, I listened
0: to. Now I remember. Oh, funny! Sh- shoot, it was really good too. It was really good. Yeah, why it's did one I I not? One of my favorites.
2: It's really yeah. one of my favorites because yeah, it's-
0: it was the first one to challenge the notion of a representative jury, right? Pretty much. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay, and yeah. it's
2: and it's. It's interesting because it's so nuanced. It's so hard to legislate something like that because yeah. it's basically saying, okay, like you as the prosecutor are allowed to strike a black person in the jury, but you got to have a good reason. So right. so what are you doing? You're kind of like providing this like avenue
1: mm-hmm. for
2: people if they really don't want the black juror to make up a reason why they're not. So it's it's like really thinking about how do you write an amendment and
0: – Do you remember what crime he was accused of? I, I don't actually. Yeah. I uh-huh. really don't. It must have been um, something pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I just, I quickly looked it up and the name of this podcast episode was Object Anyway, which is a great yes, title. Because that's
2: what the guy said that. He said that to his lawyer. Yeah. Like he was like, yeah, I wish. He, he I, said,
0: no, yeah, no, no. It, you, you you get maybe you remember it better. Than yeah. He's, no, he, um, he, he said something like, you know, they picked the juror. We had a chance to challenge or whatever. I'm not allowed to object. And the client, the, the dude said, object anyway. Yeah. And so he did. And somehow they found a little, I'm giving a real, real broad strokes here, but somehow they found an avenue to challenge. I'll, I'll read the quick snippet of this thing. At the trial of James Batson in 1982, the prosecutor, prosecutor, 1982. I know, it's really
2: recent. A oh lot of this God. stuff is way more recent than you might expect. I kept
0: looking at my screen, thinking that must say 1962. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's 19. 19- the prosecution eliminated all the black jurors from the jury pool. Batson objected, setting off a complicated discussion about jury selection that would make its way all the way up to the Supreme Court. On the this episode of More Perfect, the Supreme Court ruling that was supposed to prevent race-based jury selection, but may have only made the problem worse. Well, that's depressing. But the point is, it, there's a lot of interesting twists and turns in this podcast, right?
2: There, and and it's like every episode is like that is like some. All
0: right, I gotta go back and listen to more.
2: You know, more when perfect. when something when a case makes it to the Supreme Court, it's pretty dry if you're gonna like yep. listen to the oral arguments or whatever, like my parents do. Yeah. But there's <laughs> there's something really interesting that happened before that, so thank you.
0: Your parents are so super smart and cultured. Obviously, they're like uh, yeah, way don't above know if us. I
2: call that cultured because I would say my mother probably has no idea who Lady Gaga is.
0: Well, then shame on her. <laughs> Welcome to the planet. Say, Welcome would, to the planet Earth. You have to know who Lady Gaga is. Very nerdy, but Yeah, and by the way, if you're wondering whether this is too like wonky or like super like ethereal and like uh you know, super, you know, pseudo intellectual or whatever you want to call it, it it's not. They're it's just not good stories they're, they're good stories. And that's yeah.
2: But that's the beauty of podcasts in general mm-hmm. is you know, turn something into a story and I can listen all day long. Like I'm not gonna do the heavy lifting, the work to understand. A constitutional mm-hmm. you know supreme court case i'm just not
0: okay so you but, heard but, what but he said. did it
2: for me and he did a great job yeah and
0: right exactly that's why okay so you heard what Rohana wise <clears throat> the podcast police expert said and that is that tell a story sometimes it's that simple and so we whether you're you know a lawyer or an, i mean we have people that do podcasts here and they come in and they're worried like this is the most boring thing in the world no Tell us like what you do. Tell us a story. Tell us how you helped a client. Tell us how something unexpected happened in your life, and you'll be amazed how it comes to life.
2: Yeah, storytelling.
0: Right. Storytelling, yeah. Okay, so let's move on. So what do you want to do next?
2: So so piggybacking on that Batson case, right. um, this In the Dark Season 2 mm-hmm. is the story about a man named Curtis Flowers down in Mississippi who was convicted of the same crime six times. And you think, you think, oh, you can't do that. That's double jeopardy. No, it's, you can't believe the story.
0: And I thought it was ironic. Does you want to play that, the... Yeah, I'm going to play the trailer. Who's producing this podcast, Rohana? I was
2: trying to remind you.
0: All <laughs> right. I'll play the trailer. In the Dark Podcast, season two. Here it is.
1: In February of last year, I got an email from a woman in Mississippi. She wrote that there was a man there named Curtis Flowers who'd been tried six times for the same crime. The evidence is iffy at best, she wrote. The man didn't have a chance. Ooh, says in the dark. Curtis Giovanni Flowers murdered those four people. There's no doubt in my mind. And I think he needs a fry in hell where he's going. If he was executed, would you go watch? You're damn right I'd go watch. I will stick the needle in him. 10 minutes after it
2: happened. They, they zeroed in on Curtis and never looked nowhere else.
1: Now, interesting,
0: that's a white guy. Wait, is Curtis black? I mean, Oh, he does have to be black. Okay, it's and the Batson.
2: Yeah,
1: right? Got it. And it's hard to trust the prosecution trying this case. Hey, where are the facts? Where's the proof?
2: Mississippi, Mississippi. You know, we all know what goes on in Mississippi. Once we get you in the courtroom, you are ours. If you're black, we got you
1: they'll keep going on until they get inside your head to make you think that he really has something to do with it did i
0: lead you to say anything no. was your statement free and voluntary yes
1: if you try a man six times for the same crime that something is wrong about the entire system
0: six times
2: six times and i think i, I want to make a point here that Go ahead. That uh, it sounds kind of like maybe some, some of our listeners have listened to Serial or there's, sure. there's tons of sort of true crime. That is, in fact, the most popular podcast genre is true crime. This is not yep. true crime. This is, there's some of that because you have to kind of, it's important to understand that the case against this man is not rock solid. Mm. But the, the point of the whole story is like this is a guy who was convicted six times. It's, In a six murder, six it's a murder different trials, case, right? yeah, that, it's okay. a multiple murder, right. He was convicted six times by six different juries. The same prosecutor. The Court of Appeals of Mississippi. Oh my god, overturned it five times. Yeah. The Court of Appeals on the sixth time upheld the conviction just a week ago. Mm-hmm. this this case went to the Supreme Court.
0: That, which okay. I
2: did listen to that oral argument, okay, because good on you. Well, because I—I I mean, a lot. They—I was listening because they, of course, this podcast has like a follow-up. She's mm. describing like people were there, you know, twenty so, waiting in line twenty-four hours before to get a seat. So
0: no, just just, and we've got two more podcasts to to uh, cover here, so we don't want to take forever. But uh, what, like, it's a murder, right? Is it a murder of someone he knew, or
2: it's a murder of uh, some people who worked at a furniture store where he briefly worked?
0: Okay, so he knew them at least he in knew some, them. Ter- yeah. Okay. And um, so, like, what if you can tell us in a nutshell, like, why, how, or why? So, how are why six times for the same crime? So, found guilty six times for the same? And then, found guilty
2: six times. And then
0: overturned on appeal five times. Five times. Two of
2: those times for Batson. Right. But the state of mississippi or this wait, town wait when you
0: t- batson is the okay so but the jury i'm supposed selection. to be the one with the law degree here we just talked <laughs> we just talked about batson when we were talking about more perfect the jury yeah. the jury selection which by the way if we didn't put a button on that one it was just that you know in the old days you had certain uh peremptory challenges which means like automatically you can say that juror is out this juror is out that juror is out but you cannot do it in a way that follows Race like right across the board. That's event- a I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm stating it in a clumsy fashion, but, but okay. So now here yeah, we go. Prosecutors
2: and defense attorneys have the right to ob- reject certain number of jurors.
0: Right. It's like I don't. I, I just don't want him. Right. Right. On both sides. Right. So in here we got a dude who um, used that defense every time it was the Batson defense.
2: So no, I'm saying no, yeah. that um that out of the and I don't recall the details, but if you listen to the podcast. Um right. It's not our job to do everything first, people. The, Listen to
0: the frickin' podcast.
2: Out of the fr- remember, so he was convicted five times. It uh, convicted six times. Right. But the Court of Appeals in the state of Mississippi overturned that conviction five times. Right. And he was tried again. So he's but been in jail all, this whole
0: time. But was it all over the jury selection thing or two of
2: them were. Oh, two okay. of the overturned from the Court of Appeals had to do with jury selection. And then the the case that brought it to the Supreme Court. And I mean,
0: so how long has it been, approximately, that he's been that's, in pre- That's
2: a great question, but I mean, it's like 25 years. I mean, it's like he's served a life sentence at this yeah. point, and he's not a convicted criminal. Like he's
0: well, isn't he right now? Because you just said has he the is, last one, yes, been you're overturned? right. So
2: the Supreme Court, uh, presumably, the Supreme Court would not take that case if they were not going to overturn it. Like in this,
0: oh, so now it's pending at the Supreme Court, it is
2: pending, but they heard wow. the argument. So in, in our time of Black Lives Matter, I do not think the yeah. Supreme Court would take that case. Mm-hmm. Elect to hear that case if they were going to uphold the conviction, and, right? And when you listen to the oral arguments, I mean, they they kick the defense's ass all over the place. Like really? it's a cakewalk for.
0: So this is about the failings, failings, the weaknesses, the weaknesses of the system because yeah. th- this shouldn't happen. You shouldn't have to try it six times.
2: It's a the right the weaknesses of the criminal justice system. Like, right, like this is obviously a very edge case. But how on earth could this? How how on earth could this happen? And can't we all agree that it's, we've treated this guy really unfairly. Like he's been in jail for all this time. Yeah. Over and over and over going to trial. And, you know, he's got like the innocence project and the, I mean, it's, you know, and all this publicity. And so it's just really fascinating. Dude,
0: so there's not as much about the facts. Like I was going to ask you if you have opinion as to whether the dude I, is actually. I
2: actually don't. I mean, I like okay. they poke pretty good hole. I will say I don't have an opinion as to whether or not he committed the crime, but I will say there's a reasonable doubt. Like. Mm-hmm. I think when you listen to it it's like yeah you cannot be you really cannot be certain that that guy did that crime and that is the standard
0: right okay let's um well we promised five so we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll cook through the last two so okay. what do you want to do next Rob? um oh
2: crime town. crime town
0: crime town let's bring it right home it's to a, Rhode Island Providence right? Rhode Island yeah uh, let's see if I can find some sound from crime town I did Here it is right here
1: You are about to witness the very exciting story of a city and its people. It is a story (laughs) of a city seeking new horizons in a resolute contest with great challenges. That city is Detroit.
2: One, two, three,
1: now! What's Providence? We're bankrupt. The children's schools suck. There's no work here and all the dudes that are responsible for this probably at stake in bordeaux for lunch welcome to crime town produced in partnership with gimlet media this season we're heading to detroit this city teach you one thing for sure you always need a hustle
2: if you don't it's gonna blow up in your fucking face
0: is that guy real, or it's, it sounds like an actor? It sounds like he walked off the set of Hustle and Flow, or Well, there's or a lot. Something. You know, I will yeah.
2: say the the um the season about Detroit is a lot of that.
0: Yeah. By the way, I said Providence. That was my bad. Um, but Providence the, was was the subject of Crime Town season one for which the podcast. Both
2: are really excellent. Okay. Just it's it's kind of the same the same motif. Yeah, just sort of yeah. jaw dropping corruption. Right. It, you know, just like oh my god, these people they do not give a shit about the responsibility they have in this job that they've taken. Like, yeah, just, it's all about them and their political. Cr- and just one, it's interesting because the first season in Providence is really about like the mafia and like that culture. Right. Which is fascinating. And, uh, you know, buddy, all the, c- buddy CNC, all, buddy mayor, CNC, mayor all the way up to the mayor. Yep. And, and it, it's also, it's it's also really interesting because it's like just that very local culture mm-hmm. of, of his, you know, the families and the people. And, and then Detroit is like, it's more like the culture of hip hop and that like yeah. excess and corruption. And, but mm. there's so much overlap. It's, I mean, I just think it's highly entertaining and just so they do do a really good job. It's again, storytelling. Storytelling. And the, you know, the Detroit one, Kwame Kilpatrick, I mean,
0: Who, who's that? He, he that.
2: was the mayor of Detroit, of Detroit but he was a, a name that made national headlines. Like,
0: is, it, is this uh, recent years or we It going is ba- pretty recent and he's okay. in jail now. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> uh, trivia question. What's the area code, the phone area code for uh, Detroit?
2: I have no idea. It's
0: the 313. Come on, m from the 313.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to ask Providence and I might have been able to get it.
0: Go, how about Providence? 404? 401. Come on. Ah. Come on. How about Boston?
2: 617 Pod. We, we
0: No, Pod 617. Pod 617. <laughs> Either way, you got the 617. Yeah, no, uh, Eminem, everybody out there from the 313, put your hands up. Oh, the, oh, oh. Uh, wow. yep, by level. the way,
2: I'm looking at a sticker that says Pod 617.
0: I know. Well, I tried <laughs> to put computer. this. I tried to put as much signage as I could <laughs> around the studio it's, row. It's
2: pretty successful.
0: We've got one more podcast to get to, we promised. Uh, American
2: History
1: Tellers.
0: American History tells. Let's listen to the trailer real quick, and then we'll chat.
1: The words you speak. The ideas you share, the values you admire, the freedoms you defend. Every part of your life can be traced to our history. But how well do you know the real story? On American History Tellers, we'll take you to the events, the times, and the people that shaped America and Americans. Our values, our fights, and our dreams. We'll put you in the shoes of everyday citizens living through the Cold War, the American Revolution, Prohibition, or the Gold Rush. And we'll show you how our history affected them, their families, and affects you. I'm Lindsey Graham. And in case you're wondering, no, not that Lindsey Graham.
2: Poor guy. I was wondering, what you poor, was wondering poor that. I was wondering that.
1: And for our show, I'm teaming up with PhD historians to bring you a new take on history telling. For instance, in our first episode about the Cold War, you'll experience what it'd be like to get a visit from the FBI.
0: Oh, I like that. Hello okay, sir. so we're Why going. We're, we're Cold War. We're going um, back to the '50s. About your name, all right, enough.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to fear that I'm like the most boring person on the planet. No, no, no. These are all pretty like,
0: like uh, uh, sort of in-depth intense. history. And, like yeah. No, but they're all good. No, this is good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> No, this it's is really good. Like it's, This is the cream of the crap when it comes to podcasts. These and by people the way, so
2: talented. Like, they yeah. put so much work into these episodes.
0: So, for this particular edition of the podcast, Police with Dave and Rohana, we're talking up, these happen to be pods that are, I mean, I'm sorry, podcasters, but you can't like roll out of bed and make these podcasts. No. Like, like, these, these are Thousands produced of hours. to the hilt like it's not like this podcast that I'm doing right now yeah. which I'm flying by the seat of my pants I happen to have a good guest but I'm just making shit up. Um, mm. no, but it, <laughs> all I'm saying is you get like people like uh, you know Mark Marin and Joe Rogan and and others that do the interview style podcast and those are great too. But that's not what we're talking about today. These are these are these are shows, these are productions. They are
2: and they're. it's just thousands and thousands of hours of I'm research. Sure. Yeah. And teams of people and it's so produced. And I'm grateful because I get to – it's like I'm not going to sit down and read that in a history book.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's, it's – it's, it's just such a great – it shows you how podcasts are such a great new way of delivering information. It and, really and, is. Um, so uh, American History Tellers, so – he mentioned the one. I got tired of the trailer. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. But um, he mentioned the one about the Cold War. But so it it picks a a spot in history, a story. That's in right,
2: and yep. that's and and that's actually what I like about it. Like the one, maybe my favorite. I love the Cold War one, but the other one I really loved was Prohibition, mm. because it really it's like it's not just the linear story of Prohibition and its repeal. And, but it's really um, all everything else that's going on at that time, and the Cold War also. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you have the Cold War, and we've learned about that. But I feel like we learn history as students a lot about one story, like this was the Cold War, and then it's like, oh, and then you might then study, you know, something about Kennedy, and it's like, oh, that was going on at the same time, or yeah. I don't know. I just think they take they nicely kind of like take this this slice of time, and especially with Prohibition, how the suffrage movement. Like the uh-huh. the women's vote, mm-hmm. how how instrumental that was, yeah. it, to well, prohibition uh, and how and how the suffrage movement was. Largely, all right, see, I didn't I didn't know this. No, and I didn't know it either. Right, how so the, <laughs> the suffrage movement was like, largely led by women.
0: Really? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's
2: really really interesting.
0: No, no suffrage. Obviously, you're, you're, uh, the prohibition movement was led by women. Oh, that well, that was
2: led by women. Yep. and so part of what they're, they get into is. Wait, that, hold on. All okay. right, I'll get.
0: I'm I'm. Uh, I haven't had my afternoon cup of coffee for the day. Uh, the movement, uh, the prohibition movement or the anti-prohibition movement, which I don't know if they had a name for that. Um,
2: no, the, pro- the movement to the prohibition- prohibit alcohol, alcohol yeah, okay. was largely led by it. women. Yep. And the way this dovetails is mm-hmm. that women had the the suffrage movement, Which was led by women, but the anti-suffrage movement was, and I don't know why it's called suffrage, and I really dislike that, but (laughs) like women's vote. So the women's right to vote was led by women, but then the women who didn't want women to vote was led by women. Did
0: you know that um, when uh, podcast god Adam Carolla teamed (laughs) with uh, Jimmy Kimmel on that show called uh, The Man Show, they did a bit where they went out on the street and set up a – like a table that said stop women's suffrage <laughs> <laughs> and they cut su- stop women's suffrage. Will you sign the petition? Oh yes, of God. course I will. Oh and people God. didn't even know what it was what? because it doesn't sound like no, the right it thing. Does not. Yeah, it, does.
2: it does not. But that, um, that, so the people who really wanted, like the, the religious people who really wanted men and women who really right. wanted the pro- prohibition, they pushed for the women's right to vote because mm-hmm. that's the way they got that's why they got the the amendment they wanted.
0: Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's yeah. a
2: large. That was a big thing. See, I, I,
0: yeah, I, I I missed that, and it's funny because the it, the name is completely escaping me. And oh, I I just found it. Susan Mo- Anthony. No, I was thinking of Molly Pitcher. I think um, she was a uh, leader of a of a women's anti-prohibition organization. Is that the oh, is that the she name was of a
2: lady who like went around? with an axe yeah
0: and they used to call her Molly Hatchet yeah, if I'm, yeah, not, yeah. If I'm yeah, not mistaken would, like, yeah bars um, and, yeah and, and so uh, to your point right um, let me see if I, the Molly uh,
2: um, I'm impressed that you pulled that out because that is part of that is covered in this series
0: alright so let's be clear here according to Wikipedia and they're never wrong <laughs> Molly Pitcher is a nickname given to a woman said to have fought in the American Battle of Mon- I don't know I may have it wrong I'll, uh, no, we'll have to do some further research. And, yeah,
2: but no, you're right. There was, um, that's kind of a side little story that this woman went around just vandalizing bars yeah. with a hatchet.
0: Right. Um, <clears throat> but th- there's a, it's, it's, it's going to bother me, but there's a bar on Beacon Hill named after this person. Is it called Molly Pitcher?
2: But it kind know. of, you know, it actually. You know is, what,
0: callers, call us up at uh, <laughs> on the Boston podcast here. I'm just kidding. It's a podcast. You can't call in. <laughs> what were you thinking? Sorry, go ahead.
2: But I, I think it is it is almost like the – it just demonstrates how, how strongly she – it's like today's equivalent of a suicide bomber. You know, it's like – Yeah. Like it's extreme violence for that time. It's mm-hmm. by a woman, which is why it made the history books. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just violence for the sake of violence to, to make a point about something you don't like.
0: Yeah, and it's bizarre to think that, that – Today there's not a lot of sympathy. For, I mean, I don't get to find anyone a, a lot of prohibitionists walking around today <laughs> saying, "Hey, come on, we got to rethink this thing, people." I, I think that cat's out of that bag. Uh, so it's weird to think that at the time it was such an active debate and people so passionate
2: about uh, it. Yeah, and no, and it's it's really interesting the other things that it kind of brings in. So yeah,
0: yeah. that's
2: that's my I that's my favorite season of, but um they're really all one of them is about the the history of the two party system like mm-hmm. how we end like why do we have a republican party and a democrat party that's not in the constitution like that's not good question that's just the, the way history unfolded yeah and it's interesting to hear about you know what, what Ross
0: Perot had the same question <laughs> and look what happened to him he so almost far, it's won solid. but didn't really win
2: Howard yeah. Schultz Seems to have the same question.
0: Yeah. uh, And the fact that it ebbed and flowed, like, you know, Lincoln was a Republican. It is so interesting. Yeah. All right. I got to listen to that one, too. So that's American History Tellers. But to recap Rohana's list of uh, five podcasts that you absolutely should go back and binge, More Perfect, Crime Town, in—wait, did we do In the Dark?
2: Yeah, that was the um, Curtis Flowers, the (laughs) Batson. Right.
0: Well, that was 20 minutes ago. You can't (laughs) expect me to remember that. In the Dark, particularly Season 2 on that one, Slow Burn and American History Tellers. We're up against the clock here, unfortunately, but, Rohana, I hope you had fun. Did you have fun? I
2: did. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Um, You've been listening to the Boston Podcast, whether you liked it or not, Um, and thank you for listening. Pod617.com is the Boston Podcast Network. We produce podcasts here. We have a studio here. In Westwood, what do you think of the studio? Right,
2: the studio is amazing.
0: You should come in. Radio quality podcast produced right here, and you can find by out David about yes. it by, by David Yaz yes and others—a cast of thousands. Um, Jimmy the Intern. Go get me a coffee. I clearly need one. Um, Small, uh, humble, but hardworking staff here at Pod617. And check us out at Pod617.com. I think I've said enough about that. Rohana Wise. You can find more information about her company at com. That's W-I-S-E, trading Trading tech, T-E-C-H. You People know how to spell your podcast listeners. You're intelligent.
2: Yeah, people spell it with a K a lot. Like, no, tech is with an H.
0: Oh, Oh, for (laughs) sure. T-E-C-H. Thank you so much. I hope you come back. Will you come back sometime?
2: I would love to, Dave. Thanks.
0: Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm a guy from Boston. And if you're not from Boston, remember, you must be the other guy.
2: You should be.